this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coach's Chat. I am your host, Betsy Foster. Um, It's me here today with a quick one for you, talking a little bit about assessing our clients' roadblocks. So I just did an episode about sort of seeing your clients less as this broken individual and more as what do we have right now? What are the possibilities? And then what do I want to... Um, help add to their training menu. Um, if if you haven't listened to that one, it's it's the last episode, and I'll um I'll link it in the show notes. But part of then not seeing a client as broken is starting to just see things as potential roadblocks and how we assess these roadblocks? How do we determine kind of what the source of the issue is? I was talking to a colleague recently and he said something like, you know, the chiropractor tells them it's, client tells them it's this and the massage therapist tells them it's this and like, what? how do I know which one they're supposed to go to? And that's kind of an interesting question. And I think in some ways, it could be a little bit of both, or like the physical therapist thinks they're the answer, um, and and it could be sort of an amalgamation. So I want to be clear that I'm going to break these down into three possible set, sort of sources of the roadblocks, but knowing that it can be a mix of, of multiple But sometimes if we can think about it in this way, it can be helpful. So I think a little bit in those cases, it's like, well, the person, the professional in whatever kind of specific field they're in thinks they're the one that can fix the issue. Um, But in terms of personal training, our scope um, sort of runs a little bit the gamut in terms of how we program kind of figuring out what the roadblock is to them successfully completing this movement or for us to be successfully completing it and whether or not we're able to sort of address it or if they need to be referred to some practitioner in sort of another setting. And I talk about that a lot, but we just know that as personal trainers, you know, our scope stops at you know, I can't prescribe um, sort of medical intervention. I can't do manual manipulation that, so that's in terms of like massage therapy techniques, there are things that I'm, you know, not able to do that you are not able to do as a personal trainer. So we have to, we have to keep in mind where our limits are, 
But we can be investigators to see if we're able to manage slash um, make inroads on this roadblock or if, if they need to be referred out. I'm going to keep referring to this as a roadblock because, again, what I'm looking at is kind of what is standing in the way of them being able to do X, Y, or Z, either pain-free or with greater range of motion or with greater control. So I'm not thinking of them as they can't do this. I'm thinking of there's something standing in the way. And so for me... When I'm looking at a client, I like to look at these three different things and try to determine if one of them is the source of this roadblock. So we're going to look at sort of um, structural roadblocks, tissue roadblocks, so muscular or um, soft tissue, and then motor learning roadblocks. Again, this is a short podcast episode, so I'm going to just touch on sort of what these sort of things are and where they could come up. And then um, you'll need to look further into better understanding where these could possibly show up for your client, um, kind of the tools and methods that um, kind of address these three different sort of roadblocks. Uh, I love to talk about that stuff, and and I'm I'm talking a lot about that in my new mentorship for new trainers because in the training certifications we learn a lot about exercise programming. We learn a lot about um, you know uh, movement assessment, but when we're they're they're really geared toward sort of athletic bodies or kind of this base athlete versus these real people that we're seeing come through the gym. And then um, they just don't, they're not chock full of these potential roadblocks and what to do. So I'm, I'm covering that a ton in the mentorship that is going to um, start at the beginning, the beginning quarter of next year, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. So at a later time. So so briefly today, I'm just talking about these three potential roadblocks, sort of how they could show up, and then and then you can do more learning going from there. So uh, the structural roadblocks, when we're talking about structure, we're actually talking about anatomical build of people. There are some things that we can change about a person, so we can manipulate soft tissue, we can manipulate musculature. I cannot manipulate me personally, the structure of your anatomy, your human body. I'm not going to change the size of your pelvis. I'm not going to change the width of your pelvis. I'm not going to change the length of your limbs. I, I, you know, to a certain extent, there's not, there's nothing I can do about that. We are born with our uh, unique bodies in that way, our unique skeletons. Um, And so structural roadblocks are often ones where I'm not going to be able to elicit necessarily a change, especially as a personal trainer, but I may be able to adapt an exercise or adapt a modality to better fit your anatomical structure. So the thing I think about in a lot of ways is like um, the basketball player, professional basketball players. 
they are not squatting or deadlifting like huge amounts of weight. Why? Not because they're not strong, but because their limb length is so long that they're at a disadvantage in terms of moving load. They have farther distance. I never know if it's farther or further. They have more distance to cover. That's one example. Um, I think about kind of like, uh, if you think about Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps anatomically is just given a little bit of a heads up in terms of swimming because of his, like, um, the anatomy of his shoulders and the width of his shoulders and, and chest. That's just, you know, something that he gets. With our clients, you might find that one of the things that I think of in terms of structural roadblocks and how we adapt are is pain with squatting at the front of the hip. So sometimes people will have a click or like a discomfort in the front of their hip when they're doing a squat. This is not always the case. So again, with any of these things, this is ju- these are just examples, but sometimes what that ends up being is that people just have um, the ball and socket joint of the hip. They're, it's shaped differently. Everybody's is shaped differently. It's called acetabulum. And um, the... It might be with your feet shoulder width apart. It might be like rubbing against that that bony surface. So you might have bone on bone or like uh, that kind of rubbing sensation. But if I have them narrow their squat stance or I have them widen their squat stance, maybe I've changed the angle of that hip capsule uh, of the hip, hip joint And now they're able to freely get greater range of motion and not have that discomfort. So structurally, I need to tell them they have to stand or that, you know, for you not to feel pain here, we're going to change the stance. That's one where what I did was a structural adaptation. Okay. Then we talk about muscular and soft tissue. So this is sort of what we think about in terms of tight muscles or restricted muscles. Some of the the things that can restrict musculature and soft tissue are adhesions. Um, What what our body does to um, sort of protect us as we heal from injury or heal from from traumatic uh, things that happen to our body. So that's one One way we can have sort of um, soft tissue that is not as malleable, that's kind of restricting our ability to get greater range and thus could sort of um, cause us to compensate in different ways in terms of our exercise, like performing the movement, or we might feel discomfort performing a movement. So with muscular and soft tissue things, there are a, there's a plethora of options in terms of um, mobility exercises and protocols I can do to help change the length tension relationship of these uh, muscles. I can, you know, uh, manipulate soft tissue. I am not going to do it with my hands, but we do have um, 
self-myofascial release or massage tools that can help work soft tissue. Um, so that that's when we're talking about more muscular or soft tissue. Then we have the last one is typically a motor learning roadblock. So if that person's like anatomical structure is not getting in the way, and then their musculature or soft tissue is not getting in the way. Sometimes, sometimes they can think that it's that. So someone goes like, ah, I've got tight hamstrings. That's what's holding me back. But it could not be. They could just feel taut. And what you're actually struggling with is a motor learning or kind of patterning neuromuscular um, situation. And that just means that we're that client hasn't learned. Their, their mind-body connection hasn't learned how to do this movement. Um, they maybe don't feel subconsciously, like don't feel safe getting to that range of motion, or they haven't learned how to synchronize all of these um, elements of the movement together so that they can do it successfully. Um, learning a new movement pattern, especially under load, can be really challenging for our nervous system. And so maybe that's what's happening right now is their nervous system isn't quite ready to let them, you know, complete this movement. And maybe I have to regress the movement to get them comfortable, to get their body feeling safe, to um, teach their brain and body to sort of move... Uh, opposite to or in contrast to a way that they've moved before. And then um, then I can begin to progress that exercise again. So sometimes it's not always, it's not always a tight muscle. That's kind of the point here is it's not always a tight muscle that is keeping somebody from doing an exercise. There are uh, challenges in Muscle length, there are soft tissue things, there are structural things, and there are motor learning aspects that can cause a person to be unable to get to the point where you want them to get. So by being able to identify, run through some possible, um, you know, some possible assessments for that, and then be able to identify what it is, then you can program accordingly and get them to that place. If you're using a strategy from a different roadblock, when the roadblock that you're, that really is standing in the way is different, you're going to feel like you're hitting your head against the wall because no change is going to happen because you're not addressing the source of the issue. You got to determine what the right source is and then hit it with the appropriate um, intervention method. And that's what we're talking about when we're trying to identify what that roadblock is. If you don't know what the roadblock is, you cannot um, determine what the appropriate intervention is. All right, like I was saying, um, I love chatting about this. I think that these very specific um, tools that you do to assess these potential roadblocks and then program accordingly just aren't truly covered in the initial certified personal training certification, kind of no matter which one you get. And that is no knock on them. It is just to say that you're trying to teach an entire certified uh, training course in, in a brief amount of time through self-study mostly, and you're trying to apply it to a lot of different contexts. 
what it's not often giving you is that applied context in a commercial gym setting or in a private gym, boutique setting, even online coaching setting. So uh, I have created my mentorship program that is um, the last little bit here is kind of determining what terrific name I'm going to um, release it with. I've tried a few things and I just don't love it. So I'm gonna, I gotta get what I love. But um, it's gonna, it's going to start in the first quarter of 2022. So if any of this feels like, oh, I need to get more of this to feel confident as either um, really getting my career going or taking that initial leap, then this mentorship is definitely going to be for you. If you're interested in the mentorship, just hit me up. Um, I'll get you on the wait list and I'm gonna put a wait list on the website. And also uh, we can talk about sort of what professional goals you have and what um, what kind of coaching is gonna be right for you. Is it gonna be this mentorship? Are you gonna need some one-on-one help? Can I, got, can I point you in the right place if it's not for it's not with me. All right. So I'll let you go because I'm talking a lot and um, I'll look forward to hearing from you. Send me a DM um, on Instagram at foster underscore strength or um, check me, check me. Send me an email, (laughs) Betsy at B, the letter B, fosterstrong.com. I would love to talk to you as always. Um, Hope you have a wonderful day and until next time, bye.